Hello and welcome to We Will Talk About It, the Supernatural Rewatch podcast where we watch one episode every week, spoiler free. I'm Megan. And I'm Kat. And this week we are talking about season one, episode two, Wendigo. This is our third attempt at yes. recording this intro. Turns and I out. think we finally nailed it. <laughs> yeah, it turns out um, on always helps. Yes, <laughs> having your microphones on always mm. helps. Having them set to the right settings always helps. Yep. <laughs> but we're here, we're doing it now. Uh, we're pretty glad to be here. We're pretty mm. glad to be recording together. We live in Brisbane in Australia and we've just come out of a three-day lockdown for COVID. Uh, obviously, we're still very lucky that we only get three-day lockdowns <laughs> yeah, and now we're days. able to sit together in the same room and record. But yeah, it's been a bit of a bit of a bumpy week. Yeah, especially when we just started as well. We're thinking, oh no, mm-hmm. is this three-day going to turn into 27 days? Is mm-hmm. it going to be like the movie 27 days? Who knows? I was hoping not. Yeah, we were all hoping that it wasn't going to end up like Melbourne no and boy. being in lockdown for, I don't even know how long they were in lockdown for, hundreds of days. Uh, so we were pretty, pretty, pretty happy. Stoked. Pretty stoked to be here, to be recording uh, and to be talking about the second episode of the Supernatural. Second episode. Well, shall we crack into the episode? I think we should. I mean, my first note from the episode is Puka Shell Necklace. Ah, <laughs> yes. So, oh, boy. <laughs> I don't uh, think I knew a male in my life who didn't own at least one Puka Shell Necklace. In the 2000s, definitely. Or the other one. Oh, what was it? It looked like it was, I think you got it from City Beach or some surf shop. And it was the, obviously the shell necklace, but also the other one that looked like little square, little square tiles. Yeah, and there was also was like little tiny ball bearings was the other one yeah, as well. Yeah, like, like was... there were the three quintessential, mm-hmm. this is what we think men should be wearing, or young yes. fellows. Yes, so that was my first note because it was a strong puka shell necklace. The second, my second note is Corey Monteith, <gasps> RIP. And also, what were they playing? You know the game? I know we're going to get into the episode. Um, I mean, this is us getting into the episode. No, let's, it really let's is. be realistic here. Yeah, let's, like, I gonna... don't know. I assume, like, it was, so it was Game Boys, and I feel like at the time – you could connect your Game Boy because you could do that thing. Do you remember this where you could like, if you were adjacent to somebody else's Game Boy, you could play each other on oh, things and really? it was like you could connect and it wasn't Wi-Fi or anything because it's 2005. Yeah. yeah. But you could somehow connect because I remember that being like a massive thing at lunchtime in the school playgrounds. Was oh, like see, you I, could didn't connect. Have, I didn't have that, but I'm also thinking of Digimons. Because Digimons you had like you could prong mm. them together, but obviously yes. not Digimons. Yes, this <laughs> wasn't Digimons. Um, I can't even say tiny baby Cory Monteith because he wasn't a tiny baby. He actually looks older here than he looked in Glee, which came out <laughs> four years, five years, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think after it started this. in two thousand. I want to say two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Someone, yeah. could, someone surely will so correct us. So a few us. years later, but he actually looks older here. Yeah, on brand, he looks, he looks better here. Yeah, he really does because he's not trying to play a 17, 16 year old yeah. who was maybe in his like late twenties. Yeah, I know? don't know. Actually, know how old he is. So, yes, I definitely noticed that. And I was like, oh, it's Corey from Glee. Couldn't think of his last name. Just wrote Corey. Yeah, Corey Monteith. Uh, rest in peace. Yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But they're out. They're camping in the forest. One of them, the brother um, of the main girl that we're going to meet later, mm-hmm. he sends, he records a video on his phone, which we don't see in this scene, but we see later. He didn't text it to her. He emailed it to her mm. because that's the only way you could have communicated like, a video via a phone in yeah. 2005. Like, But also, <laughs> like, the OG of, like, vlogging. Yeah, it was like Because essentially, he was yeah, vlogging. He was, he was telling about his day uh, long day before. Day six or day, whatever. Yeah, day six of, of their trips. And, I mean, truly... 
guys, just just stay out of the forest. <laughs> yeah. The, the My Favourite Murder Girls, they tell you this, stay out of the forest. Gorgeous. But by my point out, and I will mention it probably later in the episode, gorgeous, like, surroundings. Like, to me, when, when someone says forest, we're in Australia. Mm-hmm. Our forests don't look like that. No. We call them scrub. Or bush. Or bush. And if you think... Oh, this is beautiful. Maybe we don't we don't have this unless you go no. to Tasmania, mm. where it's colder and we have the the luscious trees and forests. Mm. That forest is pretty. Unless you go north, maybe like tropical. But yeah, I mean, in South Australia, which is where I grew up, you definitely have more of the foresty ah. forests. Like we have Kaipo Forest, and uh, we have like the Mount Lofty Ranges, and oh, it is yeah. a lot more like foresty out there. Uh, but yeah, not not on this scale. Obviously, the the pilot which we watched and talked about last week mm. was filmed in California. It was filmed in LA, but they then moved production to Vancouver, yep. and that's where they subsequently filmed for the next fifteen years. So all of this is Canada and, and beautiful and beautiful. They hear something in their camp, mm. and one of them, but one of them just goes out to go pee, and he gets taken by something. And they're all freaking out. They can hear it. And then the camp gets attacked by something that we don't see. Mm. And all of them get taken or killed by this mysterious creature. Fast-moving. Fast-moving creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we cut. Hard cut. Hard cut to Sam. He's at Jessica's gravestone. Mm. Uh, he's Rock- She's only four years older than me. She was born in 1984. Oh, wow. Isn't that weird? Like, that she's not that, like... She's, like, three years older than me. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Kind of, it's kind of weird that they're not... Like, if when I was 17 and watching this, it felt like 22, you may as well have been 37, you know? like we married kids, mortgage. Yeah, like, no. so much older. But now it's like, oh, you really weren't that much, much older, older than, than me. R.I.P. <laughs> like, Jess. So Sam's uh, at Jess's grave, and he's just really sad mm. that he couldn't save her. He's sad yeah. that this horrible thing has been repeated again. He wishes he told her about his past. Mm-hmm. And then uh, her hand reaches out of the grave and grabs her, and at that second we realised it was it's a dream, it's a mm. nightmare. He's actually in the car with Dean. Yeah. And I think that's such a – it's so good because you don't get the any clue until he the wakes hand. up. Like the hand comes up and straight away he wakes up. But there is a moment where you don't know you're, – you're in the world of the supernatural. She could have come back and then you realise that he's in a nightmare and mm. he wakes up and <gasps> Dean is the very, there. The big <gasps> – Mm-hmm. And Dean sort of tries to talk to him about it. I mean, in Dean's way. In Dean's way. Which is no feelings. Well, I think... Actually, no, sorry. No girly... In the terms of early 2000s, girly Mm -hmm. feeling. He cares for his brother and it's Mm -hmm. obviously a running undertone through the whole show. Mm -hmm. No spoilers because, I mean, they're brothers. They're bros, right? And I feel like in this scene he was trying to give him his space knowing that something's... He knows, Mm -hmm. but he's also not going to push him to tell him yeah exactly uh so they're driving to blackwater ridge which was uh left by their dad in the mm. previous episode as a clue yep. i think that's maybe where where their dad is yeah also as a side note i do love the fact that sam's way oh no sorry dean's way of fixing like making sam feel better is like asking him if he wants to drive and yeah i was like that's that's a that's a Dean hug. If if Dean doesn't hug, that's his way of hugging, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's very much a you want to drive. Come on, bro. Come on. You know you want to. Yeah. Sam doesn't isn't sure they should have left Stanford. He feels like they should have stuck around. Dean's like, no, we stayed around for a week, and we sort of get timings of like where are we in time. Yeah. So that's kind of setting up how much time has passed. So they yep. stayed in Stanford for a week. 
and now they're like, no, we have to get out. We have to go yeah, whatever and is find this location thing. that dad has yeah. given us. And Sam thinks it's kind of strange because Blackwater Ridge is in the middle of literal nowhere. No and towns. he doesn't really understand why he would have done that at all. Yeah. They go to the ranger's mm-hmm. hut, ranger's entrance at Blackwater Ridge at yep. this sort of location in this national park, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of looking around and then the, the ranger shows up um, and they pretend to be environmental majors who are just researching Blackwater Ridge. Yep. And the ranger is like, no, 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 no. You are friends with that girl, Haley. Yes. And I really like this immediate transition from one lie to another lie. Like, seamlessly. Seamless just lie like, transition oh where it's like, first they're lying about environmental majors and he sees through that. Mm. And then they're like, yeah, of course, we're friends with that girl, Haley. What happened with that girl, Haley? Tell yeah. us. Tell where us what one, you know. Where does Haley live? Do you yeah. know where about she is? Can we? Do you know where we can find her? Yes, it's. It was good. Like the. I think out of both of them, I think Dean is definitely. He's got that moxie. He's wily. He he's knows wily. How, he knows he's how got to, moxie. He he you know he knows how to like oh okay he's always thinking two steps ahead. Exactly, because that's what it was definitely about. Exactly, he's he's fast. He's trying to figure out how he can work out what's going on. So Haley is the sister of Tommy, who mm-hmm. was the guy with the puka shell necklace, who yep. went dis- who disappeared in the vlogging. in the cold open. <laughs> disappeared vlogging in the cold open. Yep. And so he gets the details of what Tommy said, which presumably included his address. Yes. So he would have you know, registered to say we're going hiking, yep. this is the amount of time we're going away, this is my contact yeah, information. He did mention in the past that mm-hmm. he told Haley. the ranger told Haley, like, he's only been gone, he's still within his time, nothing's happened, you know, we'll worry about it if he goes past his, like, his date, when he, like, his return date. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's really organised. I don't think, in, I mean, I don't think in Australia we would have... No. We don't really have ranges because um, our no. area is like we've got way too much space. <laughs> and it's not all national parks. It's if like oh boy, there's bits that are national parks, but a lot of Australia is just empty. We definitely don't have ranges no. in the same way that they do or organisation. You work it out. You do it live kind of thing. You definitely do it live. You're yeah. not registering, we're not registering saying, I'm going camping for four days and I'll return on this date. There's none of that. No, no, definitely not. Maybe we should though, but we... <laughs> yeah, maybe we should. We definitely don't. No. Um, so they get the details mm-hmm. and Dean's like, yep, yeah, let's go talk to this girl, Haley." And Sam's just not interested in no. fuckboy Dean. He's not interested no. in his activities. He's like, are you just trying to get a hookup? Yep. We should be trying to look for dad. We should be going out to Blackwater Ridge, mm-hmm. not taking a left turn to go chat up some chick. Sam's not having it. No, he is not having it. And and it's very funny to me how oh, yes. little time he has for Dean's shenanigans. Oh, yeah, especially when he's the younger one. You would think the yes. younger one would be like more wild and free. No. 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 They go to see Haley mm-hmm. uh, and to talk to her about her missing brother, Tommy, mm-hmm. and Dean is like, oh, yeah. And mm. Sam's face is just like, I hate you. And I, my note is, oh, my God, Dean, now is not the time which I think is Sam's feeling as well. They do go into the house. Mm-hmm. Haley explains that Tommy has gone missing and that she's worried about him. Their parents are gone. It's just him and mm-hmm. his brother who I will talk about later. Yes. I have a lot of feelings about this. None what, of them about this. No, the, the younger brother. Oh, yes. Um, ben. Oh. None of them are about this. A lot of them are about Star Wars. Okay. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
get ready. Oh, strap myself in. I'm strapping myself in. <laughs> so they show, uh, so Haley shows Sam and Dean the video from that he emailed from his phone. <laughs> Again, very funny technology mm. in 2005. It just sidebar real quick. It just reminds me of the um, Nelly slash Kelly Rowland video, um, yes, video yes. where <laughs> she's texting him via Excel. Excel, Excel. It, well, I'll try and find something. I'll, I'll try and find like a clip of it to put in in, yes. in the on, oh, I'm sure on it's Instagram. On the the kids these days with their memes. Yeah, no, I'll find a picture and put it on Instagram because, yes, absolutely, because mm. we didn't notice back in the day because no. we didn't have phones, let alone a sidekick. Like, yeah, and for me, I had a phone, but it was like a Nokia 3310. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I put that phone, my Nokia 3310 through the washing machine at least Perfect. 10 times. Nothing ever happened. It probably is still in my parents' house somewhere working fine. It just needs to be charged. So Sam asks for a copy of the video that Mm -hmm. they sent because um, Sam's noticed something in the video, but he doesn't want to say anything. Yeah. And Haley reveals that her and her brother are going out to – they've hired someone. They've hired a guide. Yeah, a guide. And so that they're going to go out and to look for him because they're sick Mm. of waiting. And, you know, Haley's a – She's, she's a, a go getter. She wants to. She wants to do stuff herself. She's sick of waiting. She knows something's wrong, mm. and so she is going out with her brother to I find got him. Vibes, and I'm only because you just said that, and my brain's like, oh, moment. Um, she's very much like the good parts of Sam. Like there are good parts to both Sam and Dean, mm-hmm. but she's picked those traits. Like she's a go getter, which mm-hmm. is Dean, but she's also she has feelings like Sam, and mm. she's like the perfect like combo of their traits in her because mm. she's like, nope, there's something wrong. Nope, I need to go find them. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me otherwise. Which is very much them mm. bled into like. Yeah, yeah. She's she's not she's not just a damsel in distress. She's not just no. waiting around. So we cut to they're in a bar, mm-hmm. and Sam has very good video technology on his laptop for a law student in two thousand and five. And that laptop is very thick. It's so it's, it's so, so bulky. So he has some very good video technology, and he watches the video, and he slows it down. Mm-hmm. And you can see something really fast moving in the background of Tommy. of the video that Tommy sent. Mm. And so they're like, okay, we have to do a bit more research. Yep. They do a little bit more research. They find out there's been quite a few people go missing over the years yep. in this area. Maybe due to grizzly bears. Yes, allegedly due to grizzly bears. Mm. And in particular, they realized there was one survivor from an attack back in the, the, 50s? the 50s or 60s. 60s yeah. So, and he was a kid and he crawled out of the forest. So they go and visit this survivor. And I feel like this is such a like stereotype of like the survivor who never got their life together and he mm. kind of lives in the dark and smokes all day. and In a really run down cabin. Yeah, like it's very... It's very stereotype. Mm, it's very 2000. Very 2000 stereotype. And they speak to the survivor and he tells them that at first he's like, yeah, it was totally a grizzly. And Dean's like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> are you sure it was a grizzly? And so they convince him to tell them what really happened. Like Take the truth. And that he said, well, no, we weren't. It wasn't a grizzly because it opened the door. We were in a cabin. And it opened the door and attacked mm. us and it was fast and it just killed us. And he pulls back his shirt and he has that three scar. big scars, like it, like claws, all down his shirt. So they don't know what they're dealing with specifically. Uh, they think mm. it could be a skinwalker or a black dog, uh, but they know, well, Dean is like, no, we're going out there. We have to go mm. and find this. Sam's real pissy in this, oh, this yeah. whole He's episode. Not, he is dealing with his grief. He is... Mm-hmm. In the stage of anger, mm-hmm. 
but he's he's not being outright manly. What we what we as a society would deem back then as manly anger. He's very sullen. Yeah, he's he's really pissy because yeah. he just wants to find dad because he wants to find the thing that killed Jessica and exact his revenge. Yeah, and he's very single fo- single focused on that. And Dean is more big picture help. and like we need to go out and help and yeah. as well as we're going there anyway to find dad that's where dad's dad said give, yeah we should us. go exactly they so we cut to the next day mm-hmm. and they're meeting up with Haley and ben uh and roy who Who's is there the who is the guide i believe he's meant to be some kind of hunter knows the area quite mm-hmm. well believes it's probably just grizzly bears and that this Haley is not really there's nothing to worry about, and he's yeah. got this. He's got this. Yeah, I will say this whole this season one filter oh is so jarring during daylight hours, like at night where it's all the blues and it's really kind of grainy. It doesn't look too that bad. Too, that bad, but in daylight hours, it is so jarring. Mm. Sam and Dean look like they have black hair. They it's, don't. They do not have black hair. It's so aggressive. And I know it's a very specific look that they were going for, but it's just so over the top. It's like when Instagram first came out and it had like, I think, 12 filters. There was one that would make it look very grainy and very blurry and very dark. It's very much giving me that life. They go all together on the hike. Haley's not particularly glad to see them. She thinks they're a bit of a waste of time and space. And that they're and resources. Very- and resources because they're not dressed in hiking gear. I know, who, who hikes in a leather jacket, man? Like. Yeah, it's it looks very uncomfortable. Haley talks to Dean mm-hmm. and she's basically like, you aren't rangers. There's no way that a ranger would be this ill-prepared. And a leather jacket. And would wear a leather jacket mm. to go on a hike into sort of very remote terrain. Mm. And Dean reveals, yeah, that's true. We're not rangers. We're looking for our dad and we think that he might be out here too. Mm. And he then tells her, look, I, you think I'm unprepared, but I am prepared. And he brings provisions. out a, yeah, he brought provisions, which was a big bag of peanut M&M, 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 and M&M's. I lost my brain because I, I don't like much chocolate. And like, it's so, like I love a good peanut M&M. Mm. There is something about a peanut M&M. I'm like salty and like sweet. Mm-hmm. And it's got the crunch. And then just see this massive bag of we don't get bags of M&Ms like that. That is a very massive bag for no, someone. No, it's enormous. It's 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 like a small pillow. It's huge. Size-wise, like again, because we are in Australia, we don't have massive serving sizes of things. <laughs> like a party bag for us of like chips would be a small in America. I think in comparison, because our stuff like that's mega mm-hmm. isn't really mega. And it's just where was he hiding it in his his little man pocket i loved it (laughs) so dean's being a bit sassy uh with roy the guide Mm. because he's he knows what they're actually looking for he knows what they're really hunting Mm. and he's just getting up in roy's girl because he doesn't think roy should be there nope and roy grabs him and then we realize that he hasn't grabbed him to like yell at him he grabs him to stop him from stepping on a bear trap yes so roy is not actually an actual idiot no he just isn't prepared for what is actually out there he thinks it's a grizzly or he thinks Haley is worried about nothing and they're going to find the camp and yeah there's nothing there but I mean he's wrong because then they find the camp and it's been destroyed Destroyed. (laughs) classic um classic shredder it gave me vibes when they were like pulling like up the ribboned um tent it gave me very much like Freddy Krueger style Mm -hmm. yeah slash yeah yeah 
And Sam and Dean sort of stand to one side and Sam says, can you hear that? And Dean says, yeah, there's no, there's not even crickets. Like both of them are so switched on. And this Mm. is kind of the first indication that you get that they're really good at what they do. They're really good hunters because Roy hasn't noticed that there's no noise. Yeah. But they immediately have picked picked it up. And I mean, boy, with that silence, that was Mm -hmm. eerie as anything. But don't worry because it's going to <laughs> it's going to be broken because they there's a voice screaming for help yes. and they run after it and they get to uh, where they think it was and mm-hmm. there's nothing there and so Sam they all run back to the camp Sam's like we need to get back to the camp immediately yes and they get back to the camp and all of their provisions are gone mm. and Sam and Dean or Sam works out what it is that they're looking for which is a Wendigo. Yes. And a Wendigo is a real creature in Native American Mm. folklore. The Wendigo is part of the traditional belief system of a number of the Algonquin-speaking peoples, including the Ojibwe, the Salto, the Cree, the Nascarpi, and the Innu, and they're all in kind of Northern America and Mm -hmm. Canada. Gotcha. Uh, So they realise it's a Wendigo, which is kind of the ultimate ultimate hunter, the, ult- mm. the ultimate killer. And Sam is really sassy because he's like, these people shouldn't be out here. We like, we have to get them out. This is, this is crazy that they're still, that they're here. Uh, and they tell everyone that they need to stay in the camp and that mm. they're going to settle down for the night and that they need to protect themselves, which they do with Anasazi symbols. Yes. What I want to say is the the Anasazi are not from, they're not Algonquin speaking Native Americans. They're not from the area. They're from Mexico-ish area, kind of New New Mexico area. Uh, Any Americans listening, if I'm getting geography wrong, I apologize, but it's it's very south, southern part of America, which is unfortunate and does show a lack of research yeah and which is unfortunately not uncommon Mm. but the only thing that I can think of because I didn't say this at the start and I should have said this at the start this episode (laughs) this episode was uh the story was by Ron Milbauer and Terry Hughes Burton or Burton um uh, Eric Kripke Mm. wrote the teleplay. So he wrote the script and ah. someone else came up with the story. Yep. And this was also directed by David Nutter who directed the pilot. So Eric Kripke wrote this and The X-Files was a massive influence on the early seasons mm. of Supernatural. I can see that. And it a lot of the storylines are very sim- well, not similar, but like there's a lot of monsters of the week that are very yes. similar. Mm. And the only thing that I can think of as to why they would include the Anasazi is that the Anasazi player role in X-Files. Uh-huh. They're, they're part of, I want to say the end of season two, start of season three, arc features the Anasazi. Uh, and so I don't know. If I just think it's an Easter egg. Oh, okay. I think, it's an, I think it might be an Easter egg for uh, X-Files nerds like me. Yeah, got you. But I don't know. Eric Kripke, um, tell us. Hey, my bestie. Yeah. We're besties. If you could reach out and and tell us if that's why you've mentioned Anasazi 
because because they they don't have a Wendigo as part of their traditional belief system. Gotcha. It's not part of their folklore. So mm. it is either just total lack of research or it's an Easter egg. Yeah. I would like to think that it's an Easter egg. Yeah, the 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 nicer way would be an Easter egg. They they're protecting themselves with Anasazi symbols. And Roy is very sceptical of all of this. He thinks it's a bunch of bullshit. Yes. Sam is having a sulk off in the oh, corner. Yes. Oh, sulky Sam. Because he is like, Dad's not here. I don't think Dad ever came here. I think he sent us here to find the Wendigo and kill it. I think yes. that that's why we're here. And he's not particularly happy about oh, he that. He's very sullen. But the reward is we get... The family business. We get maybe the most iconic line, the line that kind of sets up the whole mythology of the show. So the line is uh, Dean tells Sam that he thinks their dad wants them to pick up where they left. he left off, mm. saving people, hunting things, the family business. Family business. The family business. And Sam is just like, no, I just need to find Jess. That's that's all I care about. Mm. And Dean doesn't disagree with that, but he thinks that helping people who can't help themselves helps while they're waiting. It helps to fill that time yeah. while they're trying to find the thing that yeah. killed Jess and their mum. Because you, you have to kind of think, like, if Sam stayed on this trajectory of anger, vengeance, revenge, all these kind of – it's going to bottle up into negativity, right? Mm-hmm. He's just going to build up until the point where he does encounter what killed Jess and be ill-prepared because he's just going to explode. Whereas what Dean is trying to say is like, I get it, I'm here for you, but let's help people that can't help themselves. Like let's mm-hmm. do some good along the way. Let's equal out the karma. Exactly, exactly. He wants to, to see if we can balance it out. The Wendigo tries to draw them out. Yes. Um, he's oh. shouting again. And Roy shoots and he thinks he hits it and they and he runs off into the forest to because he thinks he's wounded it and he can he can finish taking it out. But mm. Sam and Dean both know that that's not how you kill a Wendigo, which they they'll they talk about in a minute, and which is that you do have to kill it with fire. That's the only way Best to kill thing. a Wendigo. I mean, that is something in our household if uh, we encounter a spider or something that's not of I mean, just Australian, just being Australian, things just come into your house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much set on fire, um, especially if it's a big old fuck-off spider because mm-hmm. we do get those. Um, it's very much like just burn the house down, start again, change your name, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> you can always reveal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very much. So after Roy uh, runs off, mm-hmm. they explain to Haley mm-hmm. and and I keep calling the brother Ben and now I'm a bit worried that's not his name. I'm pretty sure. Should we Google? No, it's okay. I'm going to look it up. It's in my notes somewhere. Hang on. It is Ben. Okay, yeah, cool. I was like, I'm pretty sure it is Ben. So they explain in a little bit more detail mm. what a Wendigo is. Yes. Uh, they use the word Indian <laughs> more than once, which is <laughs> yeah. too many times. I'm not giving them a two. It was 2005 pass. No. It, even in 2005, I think you knew not to say Indian. Indian. I will say that the retelling of what the Wendigo is is pretty close to what the sort of folklore is uh, in general. There's obviously lots of variations because it's sort of spread across a lot of different people Mm. and a lot of different cultures. But in general, it's a created when a creature resorts to cannibalism to survive, uh, originally referred to as a spirit, but transformed over time to be a real monster. So yeah, so what they say is very similar to what the, the sort of 
true story is that yep. it's someone who resorts to cannibalism yep. and that turns them into a monster with an insatiable appetite. Tight. Just like with La Llorona, mm. and that's why we drink. M did a great episode where they covered it in great detail, so I encourage you to go listen to that. Mm. I'll link it in the show notes. Uh, Law did an episode on the yes. Wendigo and so did um, Supposedly. Supposedly Podcast also did an episode. So I'll link mm. all of those in the show notes if you'd like to learn a, a, a lot more about the history mm. of the Wendigo. Haley and Ben kind of don't believe it. They're kind of, you know, this is sort of the first time we get a person saying that the the brother's introducing the idea that the, the paranormal, the supernatural is mm. real. And my next note oh, please tell is me. about Ben and it says, Erg, this potato. <laughs> Let me talk about the potato. Ben. Let me talk about the potato because mm-hmm. this potato, and I'm sure he's played by uh, Alden Einrich. I'm sure he's a very nice guy, but many years later, okay, he gets cast mm-hmm. to play Han Solo in the Solo film. This potato is not Han Solo. And every time I rewatch this episode, I'm so angry <laughs> that this potato gets cast to play Han Solo, particularly wait. when Jensen Ackles is standing right there. Wait, wait, wait. As in the guy that's got the really floofy, beautiful blonde hair, that's him. Wait, wait, hang on. Hang on. I'm confused. You're, uh, okay. I'm very confused. As in this actor, the potato, the potato. Is, is playing the Solo movie? In the Solo movie. Like the narrative of Han Solo. For those who don't know, I do not know Star Wars. She doesn't know Star Wars very so, well, so I'm just going to let her go for a while and yeah, then I'll look, drag her back look, into... Megan will, will rescue you. Rescue. Let me go to sea for a little bit. Yep, go on. So the movie that's called Solo. Yes. Which I always think of like the drink. I don't know why I'm afraid to sure. go there. Um, potato. Potato. He's not potato, but he's Solo. He plays Han Solo. He gets cast... That potato gets past. It makes me so angry. Like I said, I'm sure he's a very nice person and a very nice actor, but he is not Han Solo. So unlike Kat, who I'm going to reel in now before she <laughs> keeps going. She, I Obviously, up, he's wearing a wig. That's what I'm going to say. Obviously, he's wearing a wig because in the promos, he, he's I wearing mean, some very nice – he's wearing some nice hair. I don't think it's a wig. I think it's just the passage of time because he's – He looks like he's wearing a buzz cut. Where he's wearing like – a buzz. I mean, men tell me about buzz cuts. It looks like a buzz cut three. Sure, it's it's a dome. It's a very domey haircut. Yep. The solo movie came out thirteen years later. I understand the men hair changes. Men grow hair. <laughs> it's not like you pick a haircut and you get stuck with it for the rest of your life. I mean, I feel like he was on a trajectory of that life. But anyway, that you're just like, no, he can't grow his hair. This no, was he in was my always head. I'm have just now cut. thinking of the uh, the play doh dolls where you suck play doh their butts <laughs> and then you squeeze them and then pa hair. Anyway, unlike Pat, I grew up watching Star Wars and loving Star Wars. It probably was my favorite film growing up. Was the oh, yeah. the, the original three trilogy, uh, mm. three the, the original for three films, the trilogy of A New Hope, uh, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. I love those films. I've probably seen them more than almost any other film. I've seen them once. Cat's not allowed to talk anymore. No. Anyway, baby, so you're for life. She's not allowed to talk anymore. <laughs> yeah. Not that I have anything wrong with the Mandalorian. I'm just she's she can't keep talking when no. I'm talking about Harrison Ford. No, it's very true. So obviously, well, not obviously, but I feel like a lot of people growing up, their first crush is Luke Skywalker, 
which is I played see, by Mark, I see that played by Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. He's very cute. Oh, very cute. And then as I grew older, and I'm sure this is the experience for a lot of people, it transitioned to Harrison Ford, mm. Han Solo, mm. the the the. the <laughs> <laughs> so I love Harrison Ford. Han Solo is such a pivotal character mm. in my development, and even I guess just to to bring it up, pretty pivotal in Eric Kripke's development as well. To the point that he pitched this as Star Wars on in America's Backroads. Dean is Han Solo. Sam is Luke Skywalker. There was a moment where I kind of forgot he was there. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, that's right, that guy. <laughs> right, it's the brother. Yeah. yeah. And at the same time, though, like watching, watching this episode – I kind of like I knew about the Wendango, but you know how some Wendigo. Oh, I'm going to get it wrong. Oh so my god! Oh, this is why Megan asked me to do this podcast because I'm just <laughs> make these silly mistakes. Because she's going to say Wendango, Wendango, and I'm not drunk. No, I'm not drunk. This is just me. I only had one beer. So yeah, so I got vibes of Ben just being heavily introverted, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they. I just don't know if they needed him to be on the show, and, <laughs> and I mean that in the most like non. They didn't really do much with him. You know what I mean? They really. Yeah, he was just there, and again, sometimes I forgot he was there, and then mm-hmm. they deadpan to him, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that guy." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I again, you know, maybe make the 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 siblings twins because mm-hmm. she's got this inkling, she has this feeling, and obviously mm-hmm. it's the trauma of they've lost their parents and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I get that, but I feel it could have been more like they're twins, like make yeah. it more about sibling yeah. sibling no, that, that makes way i think that makes way more sense so i will say eric kripke for a very long time was like this is my one of my worst episodes he he didn't really like because he's like this the cgi is a pile of oh, garbage appalling. it's appalling uh, the story is very straightforward like there's mm. no real surprises you know it's very a to b to c to d like there's oh, yeah. no real twists or turns no there's no and plus so twists. yeah he's he he for a very long time was like this was not my greatest mm. story Story. This didn't really hold up to scrutiny. No, and look, I, I just think like this is a couple of tweaks of maybe if they were sibling, like they were twins, because mm-hmm. then it would have full circle moment. Even though we know Sam and Dean aren't twins, they're very close. Yes, like twins, mm. and I think it would have just been. There's a lot of bridging that could have happened. Mm. That would have happened. Just little tweaks. They now that uh, Roy is gone in the morning, they Sam is like, no, let's we're going to kill this thing. Yep, this is what we let, let's do it. They go together to try and find it. They're following the trail. Mm-hmm. and They're then, dragging the drag trail. Yeah, they're following Ooh. the trail of what happened to Roy and then Sam suddenly stops because he realises the trail is too easy to follow. Yes. It's too quick to follow. Mm. And then Haley sees feels something dropping on her shoulder. She looks over its blood. She looks up and then Roy drops out of the tree mm. and his neck has been snapped so he's actually not been taken to feed on, which is what's happened to Tommy and what's happened to – Corey Monteith, well, I don't think his going, character had a name. No, going back to that, um, when we do find that Tommy is still alive mm-hmm. and he's hanging in a cavern. Wait, cavern? Yes, that's a word. Uh, for one in my brain was like cabin and cave combined. Cavern's a real word. Yeah, it's not like cavern's a real word, right? Cavern's a real word. But there we go. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got a little too carried away talking about the potato they we do cut at some point to see that Tommy's still alive yeah. and that Corey gets eaten and both Sam and Dean do say Wendy goes keep their prey yeah. um, to feed on over time and so that's why they think Tommy might be alive. And hence why also 
when at the beginning of the episode when they're doing their research why it's not every year it's every few years it's very there's significant gaps between exactly disappearances exactly so after roy drops from the tree where he's stored held trapped they the wendigo comes for them and they all run they're running 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 and the wendigo gets dean and Haley, mm-hmm. and eventually sam and ben find where they were um they see the molotov cocktail that dean had made and <laughs> dropped to the ground and because he's he's got moxie he's mm. ready he knows let's make a let's make a molotov cocktail take this thing out so but, so I know, so but what they also notice is Sam's a smart, uh, not Sam, Dean. Sam's a smart cookie, but Dean's a smart cookie too. Yeah, he's, breadcrumbs. He's left breadcrumbs, but they're, they're M&Ms. So they follow the trail of M&Ms mm-hmm. and they follow it to an abandoned mine. So oh, at the very start, it's always an abandoned mine. They go into the mine, they're looking for uh, Sam, sorry, they're looking for Dean and they're looking mm. for Haley. Mm-hmm. They do find Dean and Haley, and they see that they're alive. They found the lair. They found, yeah, they found the lair of the Wendigo. Oh, they skull. Yes, because they <laughs> fell through the they fell through the, through the floor, and they, Ben sees the skulls and yells and gets Crushing. up. But then they see they see Dean and Haley, and they're both okay and they're alive. And then Haley sees Tommy. Mm. And He's she, alive. He is alive. At first, she doesn't realize it, and she's crying. And then he sort of goes. <gasps> And she realizes he's alive, mm. and she screams as well, which is, a, I think, a pretty realistic yeah, reaction well, we, if that happened. All, yeah, there'll be there'll be a lot of screams. Yeah. So Sam and Dean, we again, we get to see kind of how well they work together mm. because they're like, "Are you thinking what I'm thinking?" And they don't have a conversation about it. But Sam takes t- Tommy, uh, Haley, and Ben, and he's going to get them out of the mm. mine. And Dean's going to be the decoy. He's going to draw them good. off. That's <laughs> good. So Dean runs off to be the decoy. Yes. Um, he's found some flare guns in a fire pack. Fire guns. They... Yeah, he refers to them as fire guns. He, no, he calls them flare guns. I swear it's fire guns. No, it's flare. Do you want me to look up the transcript? Because mm, I mm, will. Because mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I swear it says fire Please guns. Hold. I swear he says I swear he says fire guns. Just so you guys know, the Supernatural Wiki, my heroes, they oh, have they transcripts know. for every single episode. Wait, the entire episode? Every single episode. What? So I'm oh. going to look this up because it's absolutely flare guns. I swear that... he says fire guns. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm doing this one-handed. I will also get out my stand. Don't forget, I am watching this on stand, so it could have been – there could be two versions. One which says fire guns and yes. one that says flare guns. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. I swear he says fire guns. I'm going to. These are the, they, they don't have two versions of the same episode. I'm just going to check. You check your resource, you check your oh source point. Oh my God. Point. I'm checking my source point. Firstly, Dean doesn't say anything at all. Sam goes, flare guns, those will work. Dean laughs and twirls the guns. I swear he said fire guns. Why would he Fuck. So it was flare guns. I'm going to have to cut that down massively for it to be any kind of logical Yeah, but also, um, I understand how guns work. No, I don't. Flare guns. Flare guns. I mean, same, 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 right? No. Same, same. So flare guns mm. are used, you shoot them up in the air mm. and they produce a flare. So if you're in danger, say if you're hiking in the forest, mm. people can see and then they can come to your approximate location. Versus the thing I thought it was like, oh, a gun to start the fire. I'm actually not joking. I, just for people, oh my God, you snorted. Um, just for people out there, I legit, because 
I don't understand guns at all. Megan is dying. It's okay. <laughs> you keep going. <laughs> um, I legit thought there was a gun that was out there that shot fire <laughs> to start like a bonfire or a campsite fire. <laughs> and my thoughts were also, my fire gun thought also was sort of full circle moment confirmed when we get to it shortly mm-hmm. when people encounter the monster because mm-hmm. it doesn't go off like a flare. It goes off like a fire gun. It goes off like a fire gun, Megan. A flare in close proximity to people. Like if you got shot with a flare oh, gun. it would probably kill you, right? It would kill you because it is essentially like a tiny firework. Ooh. Oh. So I'm not. <laughs> You're not not. Anyway, anyway, people Sam are- and Dean split, split up. Yep. Sam is going to get them out of the mine. Mm. Dean is acting as decoy. He's I running away. Good. He, uh, they've got flare guns to not fire guns to take them out because, as we discussed, the Wendigo is killed by fire. Now, mm. the Wendigo, for whatever reason, still chases after Sam mm. and uh, Haley and Ben and Tommy. Sam makes a heroic choice. He is going to try and save them and shield them shield them and he's telling them to run uh that doesn't quite work and then they're all standing there huddled sam's in front you know ready to go down fighting Mm. also going back to the whole last week episode of how how tall sam is how tall sam is like he is covering how tall jared pedalecki is yeah he is covering them (laughs) like with (laughs) limbs like he's like Arm on the left, arm on the right, mm-hmm. physically touching the rock in this corner, right? <laughs> but Dean comes up behind and using the flare gun. So not the fire gun? Not the fire gun. Dang. He takes out the Wendigo mm. and burns it up. And the, burn, the, baby, this burn. is where the CGI is truly Ooh, terrible. Boy. Sketchy. It's, it's so bad. It's so 2005. They clearly went with the whole kind of Jaws vibe earlier on where they didn't show <laughs> yeah. it very much because yeah. it wasn't going to look very good. But I will say that they're sort of – Physical attributes of the Wendigo are pretty accurate. Oh, okay. Uh, so, like the clawy hands? Yeah, so the descriptions can vary somewhat. Common to all these cultures is the view that the Wendigo is a malevolent, cannibalistic supernatural being, 15 foot feet tall, with stretched skin over the bones, eyes glow like an owl, raise the sharp claws, uh, what lips it had were tattered and rotting with matted hair and <laughs> often antlers. Which Often weren't in, antlers. which I mean, weren't obviously in the version in the show, saw, but yeah. yeah. So they didn't get did it wrong. The, if we saw the antlers, I'm not too sure if they'd be. They would go straight to camp. Like that would be 100 percent full throttle to the camp. So like, oh yeah, particularly in 2005, if you saw a nightmare creature but it had antlers, campy AF. Like, yeah. they made a good choice at least I, in that respect. So they are back at the rangers. Mm-hmm. Place Rangers Station. Station, I think they're called Station. Rangers Station. Feel free to let us know. Yeah, for American people, tell us any facts about yeah, your country. Just look, give us facts. We are Australian. We're Australian. We know a, a decent mm. amount about America, but we're always going to have confused guests. Oh, look, you'll probably sit there and shake your head and going, these girls know nothing. Correct. We're Australian. We know how to like, we know how to judge the sea and we know how to judge the sky. <laughs> In a sense of like, you know, we're not going to go stand out in the middle of these, like, 
in Australia, Australians, we're famous for knowing how to judge the sea and the sky. That's what we're known for. We yeah. we're, we are just natural creatures out here judging the sea and um, the sky. Everyone tries to kill us. That's true. That's what I mean. Like, you know what kills us in the sky? The sun. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to go stand out in the middle of the day. Yep. You know, stop, stop, sat, no hat, no play. Mm-hmm. No fun today. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, like, okay. <laughs> we know how to judge the sky, which is the sun where it mm-hmm. lives. And also the sea, you know, where everything tries to bite you. Yeah, where everything tries to kill you. Yeah. But we don't know whether it's called a ranger station. No. So that that's no, where we that's to... where we that's where we fall down. Yeah, look. Sam and the potato <laughs> are lying to the the cops or the sheriff. Oh, I've had the big I've had the big grizzly. And Haley uh says thank you. She says, I don't mm. know how to thank you. And oh, Dean God. Dean has an idea. He has a very specific idea about how she could thank him. This is full fuckboy Dean mode. It is is full. She's like, must you cheap in the moment? And he's kind of, he's got his, he's getting his moxie on because he's like, yes. Yes, I must cheap in the moment. I said that was kind of in, kind of endearing. Look, I'm a Dean apologist. So you really are, and I'm not. (laughs) And we finish with Sam saying he's going to drive. And I think that's (gasps) sort of indication that he knows. He understands now mm. that they can save people, hunt things, family business, yep. and also hunt for Jessica's killer. So yes. he can do both. And so he... He they, had a full circle moment. Yeah and, yeah, he, and he drives off. So thank you so much for listening to this Thanks, episode. Guys. If you like our show, tell a friend that you like it. Tell, tell a colleague. Tell a colleague. Tell, tell someone, them about Fire Guns. Don't tell them about Fire Please Guns. Do. Because they won't understand. But tell them to subscribe to our show mm-hmm. on whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Uh, you can find all of the places that you can find us at wewilltalkaboutit.com slash listen. Mm. Follow us on Instagram. Please we do. will talk about it pod. Uh, we share updates of the episodes. We share behind the scenes. We share funny quotes from mm. the episodes. So please go and give us some love. Uh, but in the meantime... Stay safe and don't go camping at Blackwater Ridge. Okay, bye guys. Bye.